If you have been waiting to make your dreams a reality or a sign, then this podcast is for you. Carl, welcome to the Think Inspired Podcast. Thanks for having me, Patty. I'm really excited to be interviewing you, man. Um, five times Australian powerlifting champion. You are the president of ICN Victoria. Um, you're a physique athlete. I want to shout out some of your, you know, because I'm a powerlifting, bodybuilding, big fan of it because I've done both. But these numbers are no joke. So your current like PBs, your highest squat is 242 kilogram squat at 73 kilos. For people watching at home, that's like three and a half times his body weight, which is no joke. <laughs> He's got a 144 kilogram bench press, or 145. Yeah, I think, yeah, 145, something like that. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, 73 yeah. kilos, which is nearly double his body weight. Um, and he's got a massive 280 kilogram deadlift at 69 kilos, which is, you know, four times his body weight. Um, really crazy numbers. And uh, I'm really excited to dig into that. Um, along with all the titles that you had, four times Australian powerlifting champion, uh, well, five times, sorry. It's five times, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Commonwealth powerlifting champion. You've placed top three in ICN in the in the natural and open physique yeah. classes. In the, yeah, in the physique classes, yeah. Yeah, so you've done a lot. And most people in the fitness space, they'll either choose one or the other. Um, there's actually a competition that you did where you competed in powerlifting, broke some records there, and 48 hours decided to jump on a bodybuilding show and place top five. Like yeah. that is unheard of. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how you got started into health and fitness and what made you decide to set these really crazy goals of yours. So the one thing I like, I've always been fascinated with strength and, you know, how stronger the human body gets. And the other one would be, my dad was, a, you know, he's Australian president for natural body. And so I feel like he's sort of born into the industry. But the main difference was I sort of always want to create my own legacy in sort of a different sport. And, uh, you know, I felt I earned my respect in the sport of powers in, you know, I think it's been eight years now. And then um, always knew it was going to be my time too to jump on stage. And I felt I sort of got a little bit, uh, not so so much complacent but or bored, but like I wanted to like step it up and see if you could uh, do the impossible and do both of them simultaneously. So was a few years ago, we decided, you know, let's get back down to 66 kilos. Um, and at the same time, um, do the bodybuilding show. So I actually done the show a week the body one show was a week before in sydney mm. and then we placed a second and third and then a week later did nationals broke the australian squat record at 66 won nationals and then the next day did the australian titles for bodybuilding in physique class and managed to walk away with a place in there too so it was just like crazy to think both of these were conflicting and still managed to nail it so you know thanks to jacob shepherd who was the coach who overlooked everything as well and even did my top doubles and stuff a week before jumping on stage wow. so it's just, just crazy <laughs> now for people watching at home they're like okay that that's nuts what was the actual journey like like going through knowing that you're doing three comps in a span of like two three weeks like where was the mental space at in terms of like, like that's a massive mountain for most people. That's like a Mount Everest, right? Um, <laughs> what was going on through your mind doing it? Was it more like, what I, what do I have to lose? I really want this. There was a desire to like break records or I was going to get through this fortnight. Like tell me about like that time, um, what was going through the process of like getting through? With, so with myself, I always find, I, I like to see like how, how far you can push yourself. So seeing how these two things are conflicting with each other and looking at the scientific literature shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be achieved. I wanted to prove it wrong. So, and I like to look so deep and dark within myself and, you know, mm. I, I think I'm, I'm addicted to 
suffering to some mm. capacity and overcoming it. I, I <laughs> love that. I have a pastor, right, who I just met and he told me because he um, preaches to like hundreds of thousands of people around the world on a weekly basis because I train him and he tells me, well, do you know what the universal language is? And I'm like, I don't know, English, love, something generic music. He's like, no, it's pain. Not everyone has love, but everyone has pain. And uh, you talk about the word suffering. I mean, some people have suffering and they use it towards like drugs, alcohol, gossip, hang around the wrong people. Like talk to me about how you channel that into something that you love and something that, you know, means so much to you. you you're brought up in this family of like health and fitness. Like talk to me how you use that energy um, into like something that's great. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. So I feel we're blessed that we have, you know, such a, a good life, you know, especially here in Australia. So I've, I feel, and obviously I've got a lot of love with my family and things. So I feel some people don't have that luxury. Like some people, you know, on a daily day basis, suffering is part of their life and, you know, they, they need to become resilient to overcome it. So I feel competing puts you in that, on that platform where, you know, your hard work, you're doing a thousand reps, you know, in the gym just for, just for that one lift. So it's, it's you know, that, that trauma of lifting every day, putting your body through that, that hell to, you know, reach your goal of just getting as strong as you can. That's what makes it rewarding. Mm. So, it's, you know, it's just that constant grind. And, and you see that with people. Like I remember training at like four o'clock in the morning. I look around, I'm like, oh man, these guys are like, this is therapy right now. I can see them. <laughs> they're like, cause they're training at four in the morning or even a Friday night at the squat rack. And you look at the people around, I'm like, ah, oh, you're not alone. There's a lot of people out there that have that dark energy of like, I need this. Um, <laughs> so talk to me. Cause like, I see you when you walk out on the stage, you, you're channeling something like, it's like watching a movie, like a cartoon, like Dragon Ball, right? Like Goku's about to like turn Super Saiyan and like, that's you when you're about to live. Where did this place come from? Like, did you always have this place that you went to, to channel this type of energy or like yeah, exp explain that for people? Yeah. The one that was always interesting is um, you, you, you're seeing like some people tapping into something like I'm going to use the example of like the, a Shaolin monk. Mm. Or, or you're watching your cartoon. So I always thought, I want to go to this place and you, you feel this vibration of just energy and all your, your body's just going into this form of like, you can actually feel this energy ball. And then when you walk up to a lift and if you do an event, you do miss it, you know you've sort of given everything. So with me, if I, I find this place and I miss a lift, even if someone goes, you've got a 5% chance of lifting this, that's all I need to hear. I'll, I'll go into the, the darkness and then and then give it a crack. And I can, I can then look back and be like, you know, you gave everything, you didn't sort of, panic or you know or buckle before a lift but at the same time it, it comes with a, a lot of um the trade-off with it is i've passed out a few times too so you've got like the, the curve of like how much uh, how much stress you can accumulate and, and, and adrenaline and if you tip over that scale you, you find yourself um mm. blacked out i don't know if you've seen me black out before <laughs> wow i could i'm like you told me before you took eight scoops of pre-workout before a lift i'm not surprised but like in terms of like achieving these really out there type of goals like there's so many people or athletes around the world that they have to do like crazy things to get to a place they've never been before i mean the saying is get to a place you've never been you gotta do things you've never done um, yeah. and there's so many people like that so for you like that that's a constant thing that you go through right like now you talked to me before we started the podcast about you know channeling the other energy you, you're going into like a more meditative space now um tell me how that transition's been that's been it's been good on my my mindset and just my day to day 
you know, live in. But the issue I'm probably having is it's been hard to fire up in training. Mm. It's actually having a negative impact on my training with my numbers because now when I'm lifting, I'm, I'm feeling the heavy weights. Where before I'm so amped up, everything's numb. I think that's why I like it. But in terms of like sleep and just being in a more peaceful state, um, that definitely probably something I've got to weigh up and, and try to find the, the, that yin-yang balance of which which way to go. And I, I feel I'm at peace with um, with everything, even in my life. So usually I lived, I used to live and used to be fired up and fueled by um, just a trauma. But mm. nowadays it's it's more like I'm, I'm lifting and I'm just trying to sort of enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy the sport a bit more. Yeah. And you hear a lot of people talk about this, especially after the year we've had in Victoria, you know, we got forced to slow down. Like gyms were shut for a good eight months and it just gave you some maybe reflection and perspective of like, maybe why, why am I doing this? Why am I destroying my body? Like every time I go in there where it's borderline, maybe unhealthy right now, you're probably got a different, like, I know for me, like when I look at health and fitness, it's not about how much body fat it's like appreciating that I have an able body to lift weights because it's good for my mental and my physical health. I feel like that resonates with you as well. Right? Yeah, definitely. And you think like you, you so I've broken about 35 national records and stuff now, so not that the novelty wears off, but I, I feel like I'm I'm content with what I've accomplished in the sport, and um, I think it's gonna it's gonna make it harder to go into that unknown territory. So I, I love that because like um. There's a book called Think Like a Monk from Jay Shetty. And he talks about like how these, you know, they don't have any attachment or any desires, um, but they're the most research says they're some of the most happiest people on this planet, monks, right? Because they don't have that desire for anything. They're just content and use that word. Happiness and content versus greatness and achievement is a, how do we balance the two? And do you feel like you can have both? That, that's definitely, that's yeah, that, that's a million dollar question. And, and you won't realize that that's where it's all coming um, into perspective of like where I'm starting to understand it where in my early years it was all about goals and you know hitting all these numbers and breaking records where now when I break it like you actually have a feel like a little bit of post-comp depression because you've you've invested all this time and energy this one happened last last ISO where I put everything every thought was distorted about what's going on in reality of you know we're in a lockdown so I put all my energy into the, the lifting achieved the my you know best results and um high, you know highest total and then literally a week after I probably felt a little bit depressed or empty and then I, I realized it was it was just because I, I distracted myself with you know with the lifting which is good but at the same time there's there's a bigger picture to it where you know there's just consciousness in itself and just being being happy that's so powerful man (laughs) that's really powerful because you hit those massive heights and at the end of it you don't really know how you got to that you know point where that down feeling um and now you can hear about it like you know you hear stories of these world-class athletes or those astronauts in the 40s that got to the moon came back so depressed because their whole life goal was getting to the moon they get back and just ask what's next and then you get some really good examples of like boxers who finished their career they're punch drunk and you know they can't put five words together and they're like you know depressed no one hears these stories you know they just go off on the abyss we recognize them for their greatness but them as a human once their career is done they're just maybe lost they don't know what their purpose is or what their mission is afterwards but there's so many beautiful examples of how people transition like Kobe Bryant's one of my favorite athletes of all time I love his mentality now he is a great example of someone that achieved greatness decided to move that passion 
transition into something else, which is like uh, storytelling for kids. And he actually won a Grammy uh, doing this. And like, it was really cool to see the transition from like soul goal oriented focus to storytelling and sharing that passion and helping others. Do you feel like people that, you know, when it comes to greatness and achieving amazing things, you have to get to that point of like insanity of like, I'm, I'm getting this. I might not be happy, but I'm, I'm going for this for them to share that wisdom to other people. Do you feel like that's the next evolution for you? Yeah, hundred percent. That, that, that's the one where I think it's uh, Neil deGrasse has that quote, like leave humanity. Th- I mean, so leave this world thinking you've done a little part for humanity, good, you know what I mean? Big or small. So that, that's something good where I feel the coaching is uh, something we're blessed with that we get to, you know, share your experience story and people have so much respect for you and you, putting them on the platform or on stage and they're achieving their goals. So I'm, I'm actually finding that more rewarding as well, mm. which is probably five years ago, I was probably more in just athlete mode and, mm. and coaching was was definitely enjoyed, but not that I had that um, same like love that I do nowadays, which is good. Mm, beautiful. As a student, as any student who's like working um, underneath you, who's getting coached by you, because you have the credibility, you have to have that in order for them to have authority and have like that, okay, guys, this is like, I don't need to talk about what I've done. I've done it. So when you do go off and tell them, because there's so many PTs with qualifications, right? But but it doesn't resonate because they don't have the wisdom. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and that's why I actually find myself coaching a lot of guys in their 50s and stuff. So in terms of years experience, like they've got it over me, but yeah, they'll just from like what I've sort of accomplished and and the way I sort of uh, present myself, they they really respect me. And, you know, having guys coming out of prison saying, you know, you've changed, you've changed my life and I respect you and wow. things like that. So that's, that's what's been um, super rewarding and been cool as well. Yeah. Okay. So if you have a person, you know, who's watching this and like feeling really inspired about, you know, those records, whoa, that's so cool. And they want to get coaching by you, right? Like, how do you direct someone like that? Knowing that, you know, the ups and downs of like wins, right? Go through the process of how you would coach someone to like reach certain levels that are pretty unheard of. Hey, so like getting someone that's sort of never trained before and bringing them to like a national level? Yeah, getting to a, a certain level of like, you know, greatness and like understand there will be ups and downs throughout the way. Do you question of like their desire, not the desire, the why, like why are they doing this? Yeah, definitely. I like I like to sort of get a little bit understanding of where they're coming from and where their motivation lies because I find a lot of times with on people getting more on stages, uh, like something happened in their life, like a relationship, so they're, they're doing it to sort of get back at a, a partner or something. So if that's sort of the reason, then we sort of go through probably not healthy. Same thing with people on the platform. They might be doing it because they're trying to get to a, to a weight class and they're they don't actually want to get on the platform. They just want to see that number on the scale. So definitely, you you know, you sit down with them, see what their motive is. And then number two, you sort of got to be realistic to and see where where, where they're at. Um, you know, because you get uh, the amount of times I could name someone coming saying, oh, I saw the national record on the on the squats this. I think in, you know, in, in, in a year, I could probably slap 100 kilos on. And then you got to go through a case thing of like, you know, this, this is where you are, this is where you expect to be, hit mini goals and, um, you know, sort of tick it towards there and show me your dedication first. Show me how you follow a program. Those things are more important than the, than the end goal. Because most people that want to start in their fitness journey and they're, oh, Pat, oh, Carl, I want to get abs. Oh, why do you want to get abs? You know, and little do they know once 
that like, cause for us, the first conversation for anyone that wants to get into fitness or health is probably not the most accurate assessment of what's going to be real. Um, as soon as you see their dedication and, you know, the action of being consistent, then you can uh, open the questions of what's possible. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. You can't just direct someone to abs and like, cause just because they want it right there's there's an underlying meaning of why and you mentioned like revenge or like like that's probably not the healthiest motivation yeah. to like achieve things but then the double-edged sword i remember training one person who came into my gym and like she was really like i don't know she was in a dark place i could see because she was you know when you see people box right and they're just having fun yeah. boxing she had those crazy eyes like yeah like, uh, she's picturing someone on those pads that's predator ice. Yeah, that's <laughs> picturing some of those pads. Yeah. And and sometimes you just gotta let them be because like I, I feel like it's therapy for some people. And which is really interesting because she did one of my transformation challenges and she got some amazing results. And I didn't know what was going on until after the fact of like, wow, this was a divorce happened just recently. She got cheated on, like all this stuff. I'm like, whoa. Like can someone use trauma and um things, pain they're going through to yeah. something that's going to help them um like 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 lifting more or looking better like that that's a natural transition right like because yeah. you mentioned like sometimes we're going to hold them back and realize maybe don't do this so yeah. what's that fine line there yeah definitely yeah no definitely because some of the best things have been accomplished through that trauma and overcoming it and if you know if you want to invest in something good i mean i suppose in the short term thing it's not a bad thing but sometimes it can it can linger on for years and then you you forget about why you why you started doing it or why you're still doing it. And yeah. But definitely uh, the fitness journey things. It's like you would know how many people have it's literally changed their life mm. and you know from mentally and physically. But then you get that little trade off where some people have just attached themselves with it and then you know just identify with this fitness world. And they've, you know, but I suppose it comes deeper into the whole social media things and stuff. You know, it's a big, it becomes a big trap, you know, of a yeah. fake reality. <laughs> and anyone that's been in health and fitness for a long time understands that the foundation of it, of why we're doing it. You know, I remember did she got results, but it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable. Like she, because it wasn't coming from like a self-love place, um, it wasn't going to keep going because you can't have revenge forever. You have like, that's just trauma is probably not a great um tool for longevity yeah so i feel like you know fitness for myself i don't know for you it's a foundation for life it's like a it's like brushing my teeth every morning like i'm actually grateful i can do this yeah um, definitely it lasts a lot longer and you know if there's people that have been in this space like you know me and you or anyone that's like like needs it it's like okay i don't want to play games with my body here i don't want to like play games with my mental health let's just appreciate this for what i for what it is mm. yeah and and you can find even like um with your physique like i was thinking back five years ago and you i'd look in the mirror more than a single saying like if you look in the mirror more than like three three or four times with your top off and you're like hang on it's, it's happening to me but now <laughs> but nowadays like i literally i I'm, I'm just blessed to be exactly right able to train holding good condition i, I don't care about being stage ready 24 7 like Going, not, not going to stereo. <laughs> those days are over. Now yeah, those just, days are over. <laughs> now I just say a lot more wise. I feel like I'm in uh, a high level of vibration. So it's good. <laughs> yeah. And when you're a high level vibration, it's like the best feeling because you can share that. And, you know, when most people get into fitness, it's like, oh, I just want to look fucking good. And it's not yeah. like a deeper fulfilling feeling. And it doesn't last forever because the thing with like looking good, it's ups and downs. Life life throws things at you. You can't be like as much as we tr we practice discipline 
you know, it's that pizza on the weekend and it's those drinks with the boys. Like this happens, you know, it can't just be purely about your physique. Yeah, definitely. And 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 even with the tracking food and stuff like that, that's always like it. good to periodize it and have, you know, have periods where you you have a plan of attack where you sort of, I know it's just sort of thinking off topic, but when I get people to the weight loss phase, you'll have them maybe tracking for a couple of months, hit their target weight, learn to be able to hold it without tracking. So they, you know, get used to establishing that new body weight, enjoying time with their friends, because at the same time, you don't want to identify yourself with an app. So it gets, it gets, it gets super, super interesting with the, you know, just the way everything's sort of changing and very dynamic. Even with like, what's the right thing to do, you're probably finding too with people, because all this common misconceptions and stuff in the in the fitness world it's probably the most unregulated industry so it, it makes it uh i know it's a different topic but it just makes it all crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> social media plays a big part like you'll get a lot of guys or girls that you know they'll they'll prep for a photo shoot and they'll say okay this supplement is the reason why i look like this or like just follow this program this is the reason why i look like with this they're promising this false hope of like getting into a an elite condition in such a short amount of time just to sell a few programs, right? And that is the other side of fitness that like kind of turns me off because like I know marketing, you to do what you have to do, but it's like false hope for people and actually leads them into a, a place of like, okay, emptiness in a bit. Because like, you know, in social media, you you see people's highlights. You don't really, that's why I love long form podcasts because um, you see the other side of what it could do. It's not, okay, he looks or she looks amazing. She might say in her words, she feels amazing. You sit down with them, like, how do you really feel right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And sometimes you can see the undertone in the post, no, definitely not happy. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I, I love the real conversation that we're having because, you know, that I feel like that will connect people a lot more um, and understand that, okay, there are ups and downs, not just like roses and freaking yeah. coins all the time. The most important I feel is that you got, yeah, you got to detach your emotions and sort of step outside yourself. And I like to, you know, watch, watch your thoughts and feelings and sort of let them pass because there's those times where you're unmotivated and when you rely on motivation uh, probably gets you nowhere 90% of the time I don't feel like training so relying on principles is um is more important because so that's probably my advice that and you know and like experience of just being able to just continue to chip away you know what I mean mm -hmm. and not always having to you know post that pb and things like that too <laughs> so what would you say would be like the peak of your you know your powerlifting bodybuilding career like how long ago was that your very peak like when you were just like you know on top of the world and like this is like this is your prime right now say so the first year just went so rapidly fast it was just like first comp and second comp rank in junior national records that was the most exciting part of the journey but the peak was opening at worlds in um 2017 mm. and that was the year sort of went to worlds did the bodybuilding show did nationals it, it was just like that fire was at its absolute you know peak and then last year too like it went through another absolute peak now i'm probably finding this is the interesting part i'm finding it's it's just at a just out of balance i'm finding it hard to i'm showing up and training I'm supposed to do nationals in 10 weeks. Um, I'll just see how my weight stabilizes and just how, because one thing I'm happy to do, I'm willing to pull the pin if I'm just not, if I just feel like I'm in the motion, because it's against me to compete if I'm just doing it because it's sort of like 
I've identified myself with the sport and mm. I'm expected to compete. But I've, I've gone through these times a lot where, you know what I mean? Just, I know with the situation going on right now in, mm. in, in Victoria, so we'll see what happens if the chaos comes out to play. But if not, I'm potentially, you know, maybe going to jump in the ring or something. You know, just need it. <laughs> be, there's, always, there's always something to step it up. <laughs> yeah, like a kickboxing or boxing? I always like kickboxing, but I think probably... Probably boxing um, is just a bit more fun, you know. No one's getting kicked. <laughs> yeah, getting kicked in the shins. <laughs> yeah, we've seen a lot of these uh, strength athletes who in the ring, so I think it'll be interesting. <laughs> well, look what Logan Paul did, my man. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's on another level. But boxing's uh, become the sport where everyone just sort of meets halfway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. No, I, I definitely resonate with that. Okay, so we're going to reach the part where um, I go over rapid fire questions with you, right? So yeah. one word or one short sentence, the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you these questions. Sounds cool. good. Hopefully it's nothing dirty. No, <laughs> nothing dirty because you, you're going forever. <laughs> All right, number one, one lesson you feel that helps you most throughout your career. One lesson. Uh, you got me blank there. <laughs> Say that one again. One lesson you feel that helped you most throughout your career? Uh, mistakes. Mistakes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cool. Two, if you, create, if you could create a law that everybody had to follow, what would that be? Everyone should uh, learn spirituality. <laughs> Learn spiritual. Can you elaborate? Be yeah, <laughs> I know you, you. You're in nature a lot, Tarzan. Yeah. So elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. yeah, I just um, like I know this is going to probably go into a bit of deep, but just the the way we sort of identify stuff with culture and things like that, and that's what's probably causing these big issues throughout the world. So mm -hmm. if everyone was just more uh, grounded and just sort of fundamental reality of life is, is love. Then <laughs> mm. it will just be a better place. If um, someone at home yeah. is like watching this, right? And I, I love this topic because um, everyone goes there a different place. So we can go to the gym for our physical health and our mental health. We can um, call a friend for our emotional health. We can call our friends for men like mental health as well. Now, spiritual like, how do you actually practice that? Is it a form of meditation? It's like walking in nature. Um, how do how does one practice this? Because it's spirituality is like the yeah, energy yeah. or vibration or a different force. Like, how do we get to that point? Or how do we start? It's super interesting. I'm still probably trying to fully grasp the understanding of it because there's going to be all these different definitions. But you just you're just going out in nature. You, you definitely, no matter who you are, you just sort of feel something that it sort of feels right so that that's probably the first step is going outside stepping out of the city life and then two meditating is, is i find that's important too i find like just listening to binaural beats so it's you can they've got like those different frequencies things like alpha delta theta the different brain waves and probably listening to that theta just helps put your mind state in that energy just before you fall asleep then you just sort of reflect on your thoughts and let them pass meditating doesn't have to be you're into levitating or anything it's just more of a, a reflective type of thing and even praying or whatever you know whatever you do sort of spending some time to forget about um sort of this this realm of the world and investing into the internal self yeah wow. probably the, that's yeah. cool i, I mean I, i'd love to because i i know from what i'm hearing it sounds like you dig pretty deep on this topic Man, if I could invite you back and we can touch on this, it'd be cool, man. I think that would really help a lot of people. Yeah, so. I've never really spoken about it to, you know I mean? I keep it to myself. But yeah. You've just spoken about it, so That's get cool. into it. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Um, 
What is something that you know to be true that many people disagree with you on? UFOs. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens. I'm that bloke. The Illuminati. <laughs> um, let's, uh... Spiders are actually friendly. No, that's the one. Definitely. Definitely. Spiders. There's a big misconception with those with those little creatures. If you uh, if you're a spider lover or you have phobias of spiders, go to Carl's Instagram page. He's um, flirting with some tarantulas on his Instagram page right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like danger. That's you like danger. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. Um, what is the worst advice you've ever been given? Worst advice. Uh, Calves make you calves make you fat at night. <laughs> calves make you fat at night. Yeah, <laughs> my man, who's who? You don't have to put this person on blast. Was he serious? Yeah, yeah you know, eating after five o'clock used to always always uh, get told not 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 to eat after five o'clock. Oh, you said carbs. I thought you said <laughs> yeah. carbs. Okay, carbs. Yeah, no, that that's actually rubbish advice. So, yeah. Um, last one. Who are your sources for inspiration? As someone who inspires others. Oh, there's a lot. I have a lot of high-level athletes. So I'd say mostly the combat athletes, like the UFC fighters. I think they're some of the most um, fascinating minds, you know, to go in only sport you're going in to hurt the other opponent. Cage gets locked, you're going to war. Also, just any high-level athlete and also some spiritual leaders. I've got like Sanguru, you know, Jordan Peterson and, um, you know, just guys like that, really, really wise. Well, thank you so much, Carl. This has been a great freaking experience with you. I can't wait to share this to anyone that's watching at home. High People that want to become high-level athletes or people just want to get into fitness. Um, I know that you dropped a lot of gems here. So I really appreciate your time and thank you so much for coming on. No worries, brother. Pleasure. Take care.